All right, so the intro of this is going to... I think we need to do this moving forward. Yeah. What's your bacon in seven questions? We do the bonus questions to as the intro. We might be because starting a whole had, new thing now. We've had a lot of shit intros <laughs> lately. <laughs> like, I'm trying to, like, pull something decent from when we're recording and, like... But this might be, like, a good trend to start. See how it goes, man. All right, Jag. <laughs> the trendsetter. The trendsetter. Yeah, we're starting. You, sir, are the trendsetter. You get the bonus question here. Okay. From what's your bacon and seven questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's a multiple choice. Okay. Think outside the box here. Bacon. Is it a topping? Is it a side? Or is it a main course? Topping. You're really steadfast in that answer. Are you sure? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's not that I think so. I mean, I, I have to base it off of how I mostly eat it. And mm -hmm. I'm a big, you know, we went over, I love pizza. And I love cheeseburgers. And those are probably the two times where I get it the most. And it's a topping. Mm. It is the incorrect answer. But a good answer. <laughs> it, it's a good answer. It's a good answer. I mean, I, I love bacon on top of stuff. We're just looking at possibilities here, though. And that would have to be D all the above. Mm. It can be mm. everything. It's okay. It's all right. You wouldn't have won anything anyway. Yeah. You just get to spend a little bit more time with us. So. Right, yeah. Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon! Bacon is my Welcome to Bacon Is My Podcast, the show that dares to ask the question, are your balls clean? Oh, really? That's the question? <laughs> I don't know. That's... Oh. Well, I mean, are they? Mine are. I know mine are. Yeah. I use and Manscaped. That... Right. If you use Manscaped, uh, that is the way to go. If you don't use Manscaped, go to manscaped.com. Yeah. Use the perfect package point four point mm -hmm. where you can um, you know shave your shave shave your man parts, all your man parts, all of them, all your man parts. Uh, whack your weeds. How often do you whack your weed? My weeds. Uh, so I don't have a lot of ear hair, right? But the nose hair that's a problem every once in a while. Yeah, I have I have bad allergies. What I will say is when I whack my weeds, way less allergy problems. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is interesting. I thought it would have been more because the allergens get in. The hairs are supposed to help with the allergens, but mm -hmm. they don't. They fucking no, don't. No, they, they just make them go like they hold on there, to everything. And they go, yeah. okay, they're here for a few days. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you go. What is that, pollen? Let's hold on to this. Yeah. If you go to manscaped.com, if you get the perfect package 4.0, they now offer the Weed Whacker mm -hmm. 2.0, which I didn't think was better than the 1.0. But it fucking is. It is. It fucking is. It is. And you know what? Use the promo code BACONPOD. Get 20% off. Yeah. For your testicles. For your chesticles. And for your cheeks. Lawnmower. Yeah. Testicles, chesticles, cheeks. Get it done. Manscaped.com. Indeed. Yo, all our other sponsors are at BaconsMyPodcast.com. Check them out and get the best price on everything that we do that's right including the pod decks including the drink wild bills including the 
Mythical beards, because mythical beards make your shit smell fantastic. Go ahead and smell it. It does make your shit smell fantastic. Makes your beard smell good, which yours right. does. Yeah. Your shit Thank still you. smells like shit. Right. Exactly. I mean, exactly. You can't you can't clean a turd. Yeah, we talked about that in the last episode, but this bit. episode this episode we're hanging out with a dude that I tried really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think I succeeded. Uh I tried not to be like the Chris Farley like, "Hey, yeah, you you, you did a really good the, job about not fanboying out." The, I'm uh, proud of you. I really thank am. You. That's thank I, you. that's um, the truth. Because uh we've got Michael Jag Jagman, the lead singer of A Skylight Drive, mm-hmm. on our episode today. And you are a uh, fan of A Skylight Drive. <laughs> it's it's you know what, man? Like uh it was a it was one of the gateway drugs to get me into uh post hardcore. Um wires and the concept of breathing is turning fifteen. Which which is like to, to me it's it like to sad. It's like a oh kick. my goodness. That's a kick in my manscaped nutsack. Indeed, but it, uh, at the same time, it was like, holy shit! Like that record, really, I, it, really, like we talked about it on the episode. I'm yeah. not going to go too and much more into. Like it. I said, I'm, I I'm proud of you for not. Thank you for not. Thank you because I, what I really wanted to be like was like, yo. Feeling alone in a crowded room <laughs> was my jam. You know what's hilarious? And I love it, and I want to make love to the song itself. <laughs> that is my everything, right? <laughs> um, but I didn't I do fall that. asleep I didn't to your that. voice. No, I, no. I know. I'm, no, just, I'm just saying other weird things. Oh, okay. Um, alone in a crowded room is the title to a song that I wrote when I was like first starting to write songs. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a, a good friend that was in another band that was on tour. Um, and we, over the phone, wrote this song mm-hmm. lyrically called Alone in a Crowded Room. And then never did anything with it, never put any music to it at all. And then when I heard it, I was like, Son of a bitch. I knew that was a good title. <laughs> I knew that was a good song. Yeah. It was oh, a good song man. in there. And But uh, that's that's not on their version. Not, way better than mine. Yeah, but it's also not on wires in the concept of breathing. No. So it's, it's way later. Well, we didn't talk about it's it anyway, later. but I'm just bringing it up now. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to talk about that. That's one of my favorite songs ever. But we got Michael Jag Jagman from A Skylight Drive. Do it. And you know what we talk about? The really important stuff, yeah. Like, um, just, just, just. I mean, intru- like now. Yeah. Let's let's just talk All right. about it. All right. Interruption. I was gonna do the hold up, <laughs> but that was better. Nice. There's no time like today to take care of your your hygiene. Indeed, indeed. And one of those things that can help you. If you're a man, or a woman even, yeah, uh, Manscaped. Manscaped can help you with their uh, their lawnmower 4.0. Yeah, uh, their lawnmower 4.0 has skin safe technology. It's a ceramic blade. It's waterproof. It's got a nice little uh, LED light, so this way you can mm-hmm. see underneath all those those crevices. Shave your privates. 
in the shower in the dark. Don't actually do that. Don't do that. But you could. Yeah, you could with Manscaped. Because you have a light. Indeed, indeed. And for guys, uh, listen, uh, the perfect package uh, 4.0 Yeah, is like where it's at for you guys because well, it comes with not only the lawnmower not only the weed whacker for your ear and nose holes well we got one so yeah so bring it up real quick what you also get so yes for one you get the lawnmower 4.0 which is ceramic blades it's not going to cut you it gets it's got a guard so you can you know make sure that you got a trim in some spots you got yes. to the skin in other spots you make sure that that bean bag's shiny you know, we also have some package that beanbag in underwear. The underwear, yeah. It's got the, uh, the little ball pouch. It does have the ball pouch. And it's fantastic. Yeah, uh, it's great. Separate. It's technology. Um, this right here, I like this is for when you are shaving your balls. Yeah, it's little placemats. So this yeah, it's way, like, it's like a newspaper. Yeah, but then you just you you shave them, you crumple it up, you throw it away. No mess, no huss, no fuss. Yeah. Right? Is that, it's is also that got it some it's it's got some fun, funny articles in it. It as does. Well. It so does. It does one you read. I recommend you definitely read it, yeah. but not while you're shaving your nuts. No. Uh there's the ball deodorant. Yes, I, I use it every day. Crop preserver. And the crop reviver. I don't use it every day, but I have used it plenty. It is of times. pretty fantastic. You need that midday spritz. Yep. Just psst, psst, go for it. Freshens you up right away. Who doesn't love a little spritz on the bean bag? Exactly. And where do I keep it all? Well, right here, the shed, baby. You know what? The shed is a pouch for the things to clean your pouch. Exactly. Right? Right. I use it personally for my toilet trees when I travel. You do. I've it's, seen it. I, I've got. I've got multiple. I've got a few of them. Uh huh. So uh, yeah. Go ahead, manscaped.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD. You get 20% off this entire order plus free shipping. Uh, not only can you get the Perfect Package 4.0, but you can sign up for their program where they will send you new stuff automatically. New blades. Every month, every two months, every three months. You decide. You decide what you need. If you need new blades every three months, they'll send you new blades every yes. three months. If you want to check out uh, maybe the crop, Mops. I can't talk about the crop mops enough. They're my favorite thing. Yes. Uh, get those. Get those every month. When you anyway, come and you hang around. out with us and we see you and stuff like that, we always have crop mops on our person. So yeah. It's make like sure a business card, us. but for Manscaped and not us. Yes. So go ahead. Yeah. Manscaped.com. Promo code BACONPOD. 20% off. Free shipping. Call it a day. Thank you very much. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. See, you sound all somber now because because you're sad. Oh yeah, that maybe that's not a good way to start. Yeah, maybe that's not a good way to start because now you you okay. you sound like ho hum. But I can edit. I can I can. Don't edit. be so ho hum. I can edit. Ready? Right. We're here with Jack from Skylet Drive. Yes, dude. I'm excited. I know you are. You love this record too. <laughs> I do love this record. <laughs> I have so uh, when I discovered you guys. Uh, well, first of all, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> what's up? We're gonna pretend this is a new day, right? The, yeah, a new day. Yeah, of course, we're, we're moving past the whole my failure of what bacon is. It's not a failure. No, it's, it's not, not a failure. failure. You just didn't get it right. Yeah, That's you didn't right. fail, and you it also fail. doesn't make you a bad person. Not at all. We're fine with it. Um, so, <laughs> so like, dude, uh, yeah. So this was I was super excited about this. Uh, I found out about you guys 
way back when I was using like Pandora. Pandora was like the first thing. Yeah, it was a heavy. That was Pandora like uh, that was like, hey, you can just have music play. You could pick a band and you just like have music play. And I was like, what? Yeah, you'll hear all these other bands that and, we've curated for you. And yeah. uh, I remember uh, Wires and the concept of breathing coming on to I believe it was a Deftone station. I, I could be wrong. That's that's that was like my heavy uh, right. listening like direction. Um, and that's I remember a good compliment right there. But we were on a Deftones channel. Right? Yeah, right. Right. That's pretty solid. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. And I just remember hearing it and going, oh, w- well, I, yeah, I need to listen to these guys. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, it was awesome, except it took me five hours to hear that record. <laughs> because it was never in succession because then i would go a skylit drive radio <laughs> and then it was like oh well that that record popped up and then another record popped up and another band and another band and so but you guys were actually kind of my uh um gateway drug to uh the post hardcore scene and stuff so yeah i'm super excited to have you on the show man like That's this awesome. is really cool um so we're we're celebrating the 15 year anniversary of said record. What what went into what? Well, okay. So you're you also do a, a project called Signals, mm-hmm. and um, you kind of uh, in past interviews about Signals, you kind of went like, all right, well, you know what, a- ASD is going to be kind of there. It, it is what it is. It was it was what it was. And I've done that myself, where where it's like, hey man, like. It was great. Like that, that time was, was what it was. I'm going to move forward. Um, what, what changed your perspective and what made you go, you know what? Uh, I'm looking at these things in such a positive light that I, I think it's time to revisit that. Yeah. I feel like back when, like, even like before signal started, there was so much, uh, like kind of almost like trauma from ASD, like from all those years that I just, like there was like a good year, year and a half, almost two years that I just didn't even like write anything. I got a normal job. I, you know, I didn't even look at a microphone. I didn't think to write anything. And I started somewhat getting the itch. And uh, and my buddy John, who I had been in a band with before called Odd Project, um, I was kind of putting out feelers that I was interested in, you know, trying to, you know, collaborate with someone. And, uh, you know, bless his heart. He reached out just like everybody else. Like he, he didn't even text me. He sent me like a message back on Facebook and he was like, I've got some stuff. And I was like, Oh, like, I just, I didn't even think to ask you. Um, and he started sending me some things and it just hearing some of the stuff that he was writing, like got me really excited. Cause you know, it brought back more of the feeling of like, you know, early a Skylight drive, like, you know, like when I was young and, you know, full of all this like energy and, just uh there was like so much fire behind it and that started to light it again and uh, at that point i still had uh, you know trauma from asd which there was still a lot going on behind the scenes as well yeah. like it's not like asd just like stopped or anything like there was a lot that went on from when the band stopped like legal things um just because i mean i cared a lot about the legacy of the band and i wanted to make sure that it was taken care of um so there was all this 
process of setting up royalties properly because everything always got paid out to one source and it was just really messy. And I kind of had to jump in and like freeze everything because I was like, nobody's even getting paid anymore. Like it's just going to like one area and then they're just doing what they want. Where I was like, everybody should be getting paid from these records. Like this is insane. Um, So I, I halted everything and got everything redirected and everybody like agreed on splits and so on and so forth. Um, so all that was going on like during signals. And so that was all still causing like almost more trauma, <laughs> like yeah. where, yeah. where, <laughs> where, you know, like stress upon stress. Yeah. Yeah. Where like, I didn't want my music to really be about like that drama. So, and, and mine and John's thing, you know, I didn't know what it was going to be, you know, I was excited about it. So that's why we, we did it under that name was, I was like, I don't, I, I don't know if I would feel comfortable or confident in this being the continuation of a Skylight Drive because of how much I care about it. I was like, I want to make sure that if I'm ever going to reboot that, that I can confidently say, I think that this is where the band would have or should have gone. And, and it wasn't until we put out the record that I was given kind of that validation of, you know what, like, I think that, I think that this will work and I want to do it again. And, um, and after all the years of, you know, legal disputes and, you know, like doing what I could, to, you know, protect the name and everything, I was like, you know, like this is the next step is really rebooting the band. And so once the album came out, we did like one more cover song just kind of for fun. And then from there it was, we're going to reboot a Skylight Drive. And, you know, we didn't say anything about it. I didn't, I didn't talk to anybody professionally or anything like within the realm of labels, management. I didn't want to say anything. I just wanted to, to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, that, so that's what we did. And, uh, and, and, you know, we, we did our, you know, looking around to find, you know, the right pieces to fill, you know, the missing live aspect and everything. But just as the Skylight Drive ended where Nick and I were the sole writers I was like, I felt like this is where him and I kind of like felt the most confident in writing. And that's where I would feel the most comfortable again. So that's where I still like the fact that John and I write Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, by all means, you know, I'm completely down to, you know, show all the members, you know, this is what we're working on. If you guys have any insight or anything, if you guys want to throw anything in, like, let us know. But, but for the most part, you know, it's, it's John and my, you know, brainchild that we're working on together which is what you know it makes me feel like it's a healthier version of how it ended gotcha yeah i mean so like with the new players in place was there any because i i know like toward the end of the uh the one version of uh, skylight drive it was it was mostly like two or three core members and then other members following um did did any of that go into the picking of the players to this new rebooted version or is it like cool we we have i know where this project is going it's here i know the pieces i need to put into place i think is is more the latter is is more so like i felt really confident in john and my capabilities of writing together mm-hmm. and and, and from there, it was just, you know, finding the right people to, to do it with us, you know, you know, people to be comfortable with, you know, you know, not having to physically be there for writing and having, you know, 
so much of a, you know, control over things. Cause that was something that made it really difficult in the past with the former members was mm -hmm. separating from how the band started. Cause like, like for example, like how we wrote like Adelphia or identity on fire, it was just like all six dudes thrust into a room with no direction. And it was just so messy and it was so stressful. And by the end of it, I was just like, like, you know, like I'm so over this, like, yeah. I mean, like by the end of identity on fire, I was like this close to quitting. <laughs> I was like, I'm so over this and I'm done with this process. Well, That's yeah, where it's, it's tough. It's tough. It, like, you know, and, and I applaud you for like still being able to do that, but I don't, I personally don't know if it's, really truly feasible and i think it's really 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 hard for all members to be in a space at one time yeah for you to get something good as opposed to all members in there and looking at each other and going to the main songwriter without actually acknowledging that they're the main songwriter and going Okay, what, what what do you have? Right. Yeah, now yeah. what? Right. Yeah, so yeah. then it, it does make it harder for kind of the chief songwriter because then also, you know, it only really started in Identity on Fire where we worked with a producer who literally day one going into the vocal booth, he looked at all of them and they're all sitting there like, oh, this is great. We're going to watch him do his vocals. And he said, get the fuck out of here. He was <laughs> like, he was like, you guys can hear what we're working on later. Right. And and I was like, I'm happy to rework things if you guys don't like stuff, but at least let me get the, you know, the bones down. Right. And then we'll first. yeah, and then we'll go from there because like it was one of those things where like the vocal booth had a window and then I could see into the window, so you can see like, you know, like the reaction of your take in real time, <laughs> of like, uh, of uh, almost like I can tell that no like somebody's not happy about this. And I've, spoke, I've spoken about how traumatic that is at yeah. points. Like I had a producer literally like that. That is what I saw, like throwing his hands up. And I'm just yeah. like, what did I do? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So then you magnify that to like five other people. Right. As you're kind of skimming over it. And it's like, and I mean, j just like you guys know, being musicians, it's like when you're in there doing it, it is, it's, it's vulnerable. Yeah. Like in that moment, like, you know, like even that was the first producer who was all like, I don't care if your lyrics are on your phone, write them down. I don't want you even taking your phone in that room because right. anything can ruin your mood. And all of a sudden you get tight and it yeah. changes, it changes everything. Yeah. And, um, and like, that was the first time that I was really kind of shown that, but it was also just really tumultuous at that time. And there was a lot of kickback on that, but it was really after that record that we kind of changed the writing style. And it really became like, you know, like Nick and I worked really closely on writing. So the last two albums were really Nick and I like, you know, sending things back and forth and, fin and finalizing things and then kind of bringing it to the table. And of course, if somebody's like, well, like I, I hear something like this, then at that point we can pick apart, you know, but b like before it's like six people trying to make a pizza together, like one person's doing the dough this right, way, the yeah. other guy's doing it this way, and then the other guy's going like this. <laughs> and and, it, and it, it just doesn't really work where it's like, you know, like let's lay the groundwork first because everybody's roles I think is pretty clear. It's just, it, it's emasculating if you're not in the position of being the chief writer. And I don't think anybody wants to admit that they're not that, but 
everybody like I think understood their roles. I just don't think that they really liked it at the end of the day. Yeah, I think it becomes a thing of um, this perceived uh, recognition or importance that they're putting on it, um, where they feel like they're like to 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 look across the room and go like, oh, I'm not part of the main songwriter yeah. for this. They feel like it's a they they feel like somebody's trying to tell them that they're not as important. Yeah, you know, so they so they gotta like duke up, you know. Yeah, uh, and that was really like a lot of the demise was that type of those types of arguments. I've been, I mean, this is even back during Adelphia. I I heard one of them call our band a Skylit Jag, right? And I was like, I mean, I, no, I, I I would never. And and this was while we were going through like video edits for a music video. It was like mm -hmm. the first cut, and I was like, do you see me editing a music video? Like, do you see me talking to him or sitting there saying, do that shot, that shot, that shot? And I was like, no, he's putting in the shots he wants to do. So let's right. send him our notes. Everybody calm down. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> going to be happy by the end of this. But right. but just like you said, you know, and I feel like it's it, it's not just it's not just that group. You know, I feel like no, you put pretty, all, all musicians. No, it's a general thing because yeah. Oh, like, yeah. and, and and we talk about it all the time with with other people on the song. It's like uh, mm -hmm. uh, on the show. It's like. The song is the God, right? Yeah. We are serving the song. and You serve the song. Mm -hmm. Just because you want to get your shit in doesn't mean it's good for the song. Right. And it Thank doesn't you. mean that I'm right. <laughs> right. You yeah. know, like, just because I give you some groundwork to play with doesn't mean that I don't value your opinion. Yeah. But if you're, you're if what you're bringing to the table isn't needed just because you want to meadly meadly... <laughs> Or, or, you know, not do, you know, quadruplets on your double bass or your, you know, bass or whatever. Like, doesn't mean, doesn't mean I don't value you. Yeah. And it doesn't mean <laughs> that they're not equally as valuable in some way. Because right. there's so many facets to being in a band. It's so much more than, you know, of course, it all starts with making the music. You got to have music if you're going to be in a band. But, you know, certain members, you know, did more like when we were on the road. Um, you know, they, one might've done more with like video, you know, like, yeah, yeah. uh, you, you know, like media type stuff. And they, you know, you find a way to show how you care because I mean, everybody has the opportunity, especially when you have that many members, um, you know, everybody, if they care that much, then find something that you're passionate about that you can bring to it that makes you happy because just sitting there saying that you're not involved, that it's not really doing anything for anybody. Yeah. First fifteen minutes of the show is like learning experience. Yeah, I, I think we should we should title this like the band learning experience. The band learning experience. <laughs> well, no, I think I think it's also you know everybody everybody's good at different things. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And and so there's um, there's this idea though of like uh, I would love to see a band happen where there are four or five incredible songwriters in the same band. It doesn't happen. Usually, you know, the Beatles. Yeah, right. And the and you saw what happened. And yeah, <laughs> right. It, exactly. Like it, it just doesn't. You need to have someone that's got that vision, and then somebody else is going to be good at at more of the. Maybe somebody's good at social media. Maybe someone's good at promoting. Maybe somebody's good at design, or or you know, like everybody's got their their strengths and their qualities. And if you, um, and you if you champion everybody's strengths then you you move forward but if everybody's so worried about getting their credit on something 
that because they feel like that's the that's the thing that everybody recognizes and they want some recognition. It's like I'll I'll remind my band at times I'll be like I just don't forget guys like as the guy that brings in the most songs and the most stuff nobody has more things cut than me. Nobody loses more of their ideas than me. <laughs> nobody nobody has entire sections of song cut more than me. Yeah. So if your bridge idea didn't work for this song, don't throw a fit about it because I have five other songs that didn't make this record. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's all about, you know, you know, just like Mike said, it's all about what's best for the song. And right. it, it's, it's not about this person shining or that person shining. Um, I mean, I'll be the first to say, and this is why I, I reached out to collaborators is that starting a song is probably not one of my stronger suits. Mm -hmm. I'm good at just, I'm good at hearing something as soon as I'm given like the littlest piece. Like, like if somebody gives me like a chord progression, then I'll go buck wild. You right. know, I mean, I, I just hear things, but I'm not the best at starting something. And uh, like, that's where, you know, that's where, you know, John's great. Like John will send me something. I'm like, how did you hear this? Like, this is insane. But then him and I are really good about collaborating where right. he'll send me something. And I'm like, could you try doing something like this? Like cut that in half and then do something like this because I hear something vocally that would be really great for that part. And and like that was stuff that him and I went through during signals of these growing pains of, you know, I was already used to that where, you know, he got used to it. Like once we started writing together of like, you know, like, well, I really like that part. And I was like, well, even some parts got reused for other songs. Cause I was like, I like that part yeah, yeah. too. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I was like, so yeah, yeah. So I was like, definitely don't trash it. Like I was like, I really like the part. I just don't think that it works for this song. Yeah. And, and then there are some parts that are just, you know, it's just not quite there, um, which I've had tons of those, too. I've had parts that I really like that I wrote. And and then even John and I would have liked it. But then we sent it in to the producer and he was like, this section doesn't make sense. Yeah. And and then it's like I hear it without it. And I say, you know what? That is better for the song. You know, yeah, it, yeah. as much as I liked it. Ultimately, what we're doing, you know, we're all like he said, the, the song is the guy. We're all serving it. You know, like that's if it doesn't work for the song, it doesn't work. Quick reminder that this show is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Mythical Beards. Check them out, mythicalbeards.com. You can get stickers, you can get hoodies, you can get all that kind of stuff. But most importantly, you can get shit for your face. Keep your beard fresh, keep it clean, keep it groomed. If it's good enough for Mick Foley, God damn it, it's good enough for us. I'm wearing the Kraken right now. I am actually wearing the Dracula. Nice. And that's why I smell like an old-time barbershop. If you go to mythicalbeards.com and use the promo code BACON15, you get 15% off your entire order. The show is also brought to you by our good friends at grillyourassoff.com, where you can also get 15% off of your order of all spices, grilling rubs. They're uh, delicious freaking sauces yes delicious sauces all that kind of stuff every season is grilling season if you like to cook yes so definitely check it out grillyourassoff.com use the promo code bacon because it'll keep grilling season all year 
fucking long. 15% off with the promo code. 10% off at drinkwildbills.com where you can get all kinds of great sodas, which we've seen lots of mixers for. So keep sending them in. Hashtag drinkwildbills. Hashtag what's your bacon. Mm-hmm. Send us your your beverage options. Of choice. And yes. also poddex.com. You can see them in another part of the show. Yes, indeed. But both of those, 10% off, you use the promo code BACON. So yes. check it out. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you got. Use them. Find them. If you can't remember what we just said, go to baconismypodcast.com. Everything's there. Check it out. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the first listener is telling me that it's weird, I'm like, how many listeners past that aren't going to tell me that it's weird? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 100%. Yeah. That, that's something that I, I, I never necessarily thought about, but totally makes sense. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Like, I always show my wife like demos and stuff because she comes to it from a perspective of not a songwriter. She's so a listener. listener. Yeah, and so yeah. she listens to it and some of the stuff she's like, oh, this is great. And then other times she's like, that's that's freaking stupid she was all like that didn't make any sense uh, and i was like okay well you know you know like this is somebody who likes this type of music and right. she's saying that it's not up to par so you know let's either try to rework it or maybe take some you know constructive criticism maybe let some other people listen to it and see yeah. what they think and see if uh, and then you know maybe if like a co-writer has to come in because you know i mean like, there have been songs that just came out fluently and then others you know whichever producer we're working with might be like a huge help. Like even like when we did the whole, like uh, love, uh, love the way you lie cover. Mm-hmm. Um, like we went into that and I was like, Oh my God, why did we pick this song? I was like, this is going to be so <laughs> like, like this is going to be so hard to freaking figure out. Like I was like, so we're going to do the back and forth. Like we're going to do the normal Skylight drive thing. It's not just going to be all singing or all screaming. Right. And so like the screaming part was like, you're just going to literally scream what he rapped. And I was like, okay, so there's no melody to that. Right. But I was like, how are we going to bring melody to these verses? And the producer and I sat there and we were singing back to each other, back and forth, like singing in falsetto. And of course, every time we have an idea, all the guys are in there like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it was all like, I, I mean, like, I, I can't get a grasp. And then him and I kind of did something where I hit two notes and then he hit two right after mine that I didn't hear. And then as soon as we heard it, it literally mapped out everything. It's almost like yeah. it's almost like when you go into, you know, through like through, through like Melodyne and, and everything all gets clicked, you know, like right. all gets clicked to that key. As soon as I heard my notes into his, I was like, I've got it. Like I hear right, the rest, right. just stop yeah. talking. And I was like, let me just do this first line and you'll hear what I hear. And then from there, it was like you were able to find the key that was going to kind of drive the rest of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're always searching for that, right? You're searching for that, like that one, that one aspect. That's it's like you have this part of a puzzle and this part of a puzzle, and you just need the connecting piece. Once you get it, it's like, oh, I see the rest. All right, yeah, you're gonna go Every- away. Everybody, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> everybody leave. Well, there's another funny story. Uh, so we did Punk Goes Classic Rock where we did the separate ways cover. So I'm not sure if you guys, if anybody's told you guys like what the process was like when doing those compilations. No. no. So like when you get chosen, they send you a list. There's like approved songs. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, you got to figure for, for copyright purposes. Yeah. 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 And so we're looking through, we're looking through and everything. And of course, everybody sees journey. Don't stop believing. 
And uh, that was like the first thing where it's like, is it really hokey to pick that song right. or is it perfect to pick that song? Um, and then Attack Attack picked it. If you know anything about Attack Attack, they never actually did it. Um, so they had it locked out. Nobody could pick that song. Right. And they were going to be on the compilation. And the bulk of my band picked um, The Who. I don't remember the name of the song, but it's a, it's the Teenage Wasteland song. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's practically all instrumental. Right, <laughs> and right. our management, the label, like our, our label was like the label who does it. And they were all like, are you guys sure you want to do that song? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like there's only singing in the last like minute of the song. And they're like, right. it's, a, it's a very strange pick. And, and I was go, like, and it's, yeah! and it's and it's legitimately n- yeah. nowhere in your range <laughs> that you normally sing. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and it, it was just like, uh, like I was like, if we were like, you know, like animals as leaders or something, and like some like instrumental group, I was like, I could see that, and then have like a featured singer right. to sing that little blip of vocals. But I was like, ah, I don't really know. And uh, and then they let us pick separate ways because uh, they were like, well, we're not sure if Attack Attack is going to do it. They're kind of like a down to the minute decision mm-hmm. and uh and separate ways actually wasn't even on the list but like we really pushed for it and it's uh, definitely a more fun song oh, oh yeah 100 percent. yeah 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 like Way that one song. yeah i was definitely happy with what we picked um it's funny because the song that i originally wanted to do icy stars did um what, what was the, which song was that oh my it was by the outfield Oh, uh, um, I don't want to lose your love. That yep. one? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's, yeah. So that's the one that I originally wanted, but when we first got the list, that was crossed off also because mm-hmm. they had chosen it already. <laughs> that's awesome. By the way, Separate Ways uh, is also a, a new single out by my band. Yes, right now. check it out, It's, it's not a Journey cover. It's not. It's not. No? It's nothing heavy, Separate yeah. Ways. Out now. Check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can say it because you, you, it's weird if you say it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there it isn't. There we go. Promote your shit, buddy. <laughs> I never, I never get to do that in the middle of a show, and yeah. felt weird. This was it. Did it? It felt weird, didn't it? it yeah. I, I don't like doing that. That's all right. I got it. I the moment, the moment was there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, Although it's it's a better song than the outfield song, also for real. Because if you think about it, that outfield song, everybody's super excited when they hear it. But they're excited for about 30 seconds because they hear That's... like Josie's on a vacation, you know, and they're like, Yeah, I'm into it. And That's then, the like, issue. The chorus happens, and then that second verse happens, and everybody's like, "I'm good." I'm yeah. out. Well, I, I, mean, I feel like that's the tough part about like being in a band and choosing covers, right? Like, I'm, I'm sure you deal with it all the time, or we've dealt with it all the time. Like, I deal with it in, in my band chat, and I have one other person in my band that's official, <laughs> right. and it's like, we need to cover this song. It's like, d- do we? <laughs> do we really? Yeah, you know, like uh, I, I once did safety dance, and it went over really well. It's a that was a great cover. <laughs> it went over really well up until the chorus. That was a great cover. <laughs> and then, then people realized there's a chorus, uh, a second verse, yeah, another chorus, another bridge, and another chorus. Right in the middle of it is where you should have gone. Jose's on a vacation. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like exactly. all this mashup is insane. <laughs> yes, yes. Did you hear what they did? They did my favorite part of these songs. <laughs> That was well, pretty good mashups. So then you know? that, that was the scariest thing about Love the Way You Lie is how long the song is. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. there's three verses in the song. And uh, and so then we turn the third verse into a bridge. Yeah. Because um, in the actual song, it's literally just, you know, no Eminem, Eminem raps chorus, Eminem right. raps chorus, Eminem raps chorus. 
that's that's the map of the song and i was like right. we can't just do another brit like another verse like the song's already like i think it's over four minutes long mm-hmm. yeah so i was like we have to keep them engaged somehow well you made it your that's own that's where a bridge too. goes when yeah i i prefer i prefer remakes to covers always right. personally yeah. i i like to hear a band do something and and be like kind of approach it with a okay how would we do it if we wrote this kind yeah. of vibe yeah you know well, I mean, same, same, you know, like separate ways. Like we started playing it, and we actually did that with the same producer who did Identity on Fire. So, so we did the cover with him first as kind of like a feel, you know, test Try the water. Yeah. And like the first thing, like right when we started playing it, he was like, "This is so slow for you guys." He's like, "This is just way too sluggish." So we had to up the speed, right. um, to make it more our vibe. Yeah, I, I, so, so what I want to know is because you're. You're a connoisseur of '80s metal. I know that's that's your introduction into uh, into yes. music and stuff. So, like, how hard was it for you to pick a song on that list? Honestly, for me, like a lot of them came across as like hokey choices. Mm-hmm. You mean you mean the classic rock list, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure if I look back, like through my Hotmail that I used, I, I'm sure I, I'm sure <laughs> that I could find it. Um, you know, like the, the like original list, but of course you've got you know Aerosmith on there, Def Leppard, mm-hmm. um, like so many just like easy to choose songs yeah. where it's all like these songs are are, yeah. are like huge, so why wouldn't you do this? But then right. our thought process was, well, yeah, everybody likes Journey, everybody likes Don't Stop Believing. It's like everybody knows separate ways, but nobody really knows the name of the song. So right, right. yeah, and even if they know that, they don't know that it's separate ways, worlds apart. So it's like right. there's but all then these you also yeah and then you make it your own and then they're kind of like oh this is an original and it's like wait no 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 this is not an original mm-hmm. yeah so then that's what what was fun about picking that one is I think that it was not expected is because it it wasn't one of the well I mean it is one of their biggest songs but it's not one of the first that I think people would imagine somebody yeah. would pick right but then yeah, it, it's, but it's then one of the coolest it, songs but it's yeah but again it's not it's not don't stop believing it's not. Faithfully, um, faithfully, yeah. Mm-hmm. Open arms, you know, right. all their all their big stuff. But it had an opportunity to be darker, to be heavier, whereas a lot of the other ones, you know, just they didn't they didn't give that opportunity. Yeah. So, what's your uh, like? If you had to pick, since uh, your your '80s fandom is there, what would you call? Who would you call the most underrated '80s band that you think people should check out that they don't give enough love to? Cinderella. Good blues-based band, wow. man. Yeah, I mean, I loved Cinderella. Like those guys. Um, there's this live video that pops up all the time on, on YouTube. Uh, I forgot where they're playing. I think it's some. It might be somewhere in like somewhere in South America, something like that. But just like that dude's voice is so unique, and uh, I mean, like he tore his voice apart. He went through like vocal surgeries yeah. and everything, just the way he sang. But oh, just like the intensity behind it yet the control he had behind it and the fact that he was also such a great guitar player um his i just felt playing like doesn't doesn't get i i will say that like his guitar playing doesn't, doesn't get the enough, flowers doesn't give enough to, love yeah. doesn't give enough love man because yeah he, there's some cool guitar work on some of their songs yeah yeah 100 i mean like they've got they've got their hits you know don't know what you've got till it's gone right, and all right. those and everything you know and they have a lot of the bluesy stuff like you were saying but um yeah, like they're one of those bi- one of those bands I wish I could have seen like in their heyday, because um, of course 
you know, you know, Tom, he's still out there performing. He has like another group behind him. Yeah. He doesn't go by Cinderella. Um, but even like, you know, I love Quiet Riot. Um, yeah. And uh, come feel the noise is on, the, on the, the uh, on the signals Spotify right now. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that was one that I felt like it would be very unpredictable for a band to even try to cover. Um, you know, like that guy's range is insane. And you know, back in the day of you know, just, you know, you can either do it or you can't, you know, right. um, like it was just really, really an impressive band. Like, like they were one of the first, I remember I was like, maybe like 10 or something, all those, you know, monster jams, volume five, yes. you know, right. you know like, and now the they're highlighted uh, things scrolling yeah. down and you're like, Whoa, this kicks ass. You'd hear 10, I want it. You'd hear oh, yeah, 10 seconds of every song. <laughs> yeah. But that's what brought me. I mean, like kiss is what got me into music in general. Okay. But like that's what turned me on to Kiss, Quiet Riot. Like those were the first, actually, probably the first two rock bands that I really got into was was actually probably Quiet Riot then Kiss. Mm-hmm. But Kiss was what really like projected it for me. Like all the theatrics I really liked, and I, I went and I saw them on their uh, on their whole like um, a reunion tour back in 1996. So that was like the first show I ever went to. Uh, like I made nice. my own shirt. And it was the worst idea ever. I took a white shirt and do you remember? I'm sure they still make them, but those black permanent markers that are silver and they just reek. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah. I, so like I, push in I have like a gold a I have yeah. a gold one over here, but I remember the old oh, yeah. ones. The oh, way yeah. you had to push start. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You pop those things off and it's like, you know, everybody's high instantly. Yeah. And like I made the whole shirt out of it. And I'm like wearing this thing, like walking around, like even like the car ride there, I was getting kind of like dizzy. <laughs> I was like, I need some fresh air. Like, this is crazy. And I did all the makeup and everything. And but seeing that show was what really like triggered. I was like, that's that's what I want to do. Like, that's what I'm going to do nice. is what they're doing. How, how are you feeling with all this uh, Ace Freely stuff going on? on so what's the what, what's the stuff that's currently going on? Well, he was he he was very upset that uh, one he wasn't being invited to play on the last two shows, the actual last two shows. But uh, Paul Stanley was asked, I guess, on Howard Stern or something. Yes, it was Howard Stern. Whether they were they were going to invite Ace and Peter up there, and he was he was like, "Oh hell no!" Right. <laughs> Basically, and Fraley was like, "That's disrespectful." I'm gonna drop some well, real shit. You know, he 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 said he said something a little bit more derogatory than that, mm-hmm. but like, but he he kind of like said something about like their chops not being up, and you know, just a, a bunch of stuff. And then Freely was like, "Well, I'm gonna drop some real shit on you." Right, right. He hasn't, but yeah, I don't know. Like all the drama between all that has like almost. I mean, I guess I just start, stopped paying attention to it just because a lot of it seemed just so counterproductive to, I mean, it's like you guys clearly don't want to be in the band anymore. Like, right, so right. what's the point in just constantly drudging up all this drama where it's like you don't even want to be in a band with them? Like, I mean, you guys have have accepted that they carried on the band. They even they did it back in the 80s. This is this has happened before. Right. And you guys you guys left the band. Like, I mean, like this was yeah. this was your choice. You guys left the group. So, you know, yeah. as, as much as I like love 30 years. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love the, the original four, I think it's, I think that it's a little overreaching to get that mad about not being invited back. Like, sure. It's like in a perfect world that that would be great. Yeah. But, but then again, you bring it back to what's best for like 
the group the and show, the, song. the show, yeah. the, 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 the show that you're about to put on. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also, I mean, you know, Paul, Paul, Paul Stanley's a great singer. Can he do everything that he used to do? I mean, we'd be lying if we said that he can. Um, yeah. So, so it's like, I mean, like you don't have to get four really old guys up there. You already have two really old guys and then two, you know, getting their old guys who can still like really perform like younger guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, uh, you know, it was a far cry from when I first saw them on their um, a, um, a, a reunion tour as to when I saw them. It was like a few years back. It was on the whole like end of the road tour. And it was really nostalgic and everything. But but I, I can't really say that it was the same level as back in 96. Um, and I just think that like whatever's best for the show and whatever's best for the fans is and like sending them off on a high note is probably what's best. And if and if the guys who have been running the show say that you don't have the chops, it's kind of his call to say. He's the one who's been carrying yeah. the torch. You guys left before, you came back, you left again. And I mean, you know, I mean the whole reason why people still talk about the band is two guys. Yeah. <laughs> who yeah, have, you're right. Who right. who have kept it going. So yeah, as much as I like Ace held the flag. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, as much as I like Ace, as much as I like Peter, it's like you guys made your bed and there's no disrespect there. It's just you made your bed, so move on and do your thing. I will also say, as much as Paul Stanley may have, uh, as as we all do, get older, mm-hmm. and he, he he may not have the voice that he had, his lounge uh, funk band is oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my God, I saw a video of it, and I was like, dude, are you kidding me right now? I would love to go see this. <laughs> I want to go see Paul Stanley sing funk songs. This would be amazing. <laughs> Where can I find this? How can I get on? Can I get on a list? <laughs> Do I have yeah. to join the Kiss Army? How do I? How yeah. does this happen? Well, yeah, uh, but even like even like Paul Stanley's book that he wrote, um, I actually think it's somewhere over here in this stack of books next to me. Um, <laughs> but it was a it was it was a fantastic book. Like it was so much fun to read it as a fan because he wrote it from a an aspect of almost how I was in the band. I mean, you know, do I have a drink now? I mean, I literally didn't drink alcohol from probably age. 14 until probably like 30 mm-hmm. <laughs> like i didn't drink at all throughout that whole era of the band i don't know if it was a if it was an, an internal mental thing um i mean i have a lot of addicts in my family so i don't know if it was just this uh safeguard i put on myself that right, i was right. like i want to be don't clear-headed <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. like I, you know like e- every day I, I was on a mission to perform the best that i could um you know, steam inhalers, throat coat, anything that I needed to do, I was going to learn any method that I could to be sure that I was as good as I could possibly be. Because that's what I felt like, you know, the the attendees deserved. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm being given this great opportunity that people want to come see me. I want to give them what they want to see. Um, You're also not saying so like, easy stuff. So You're- Yeah, so then that was my goal. <laughs> Well, and I and I also learned that pretty quick was I was like, it's a whole lot different trying to do this every night. You know, like when I was younger, like back in 08, like it's one thing to go into a booth and do it and then go sleep. It's another to do it for 45 minutes straight. And then you have to, you know, try to start. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sleep in a vehicle. And then. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I I went through like a couple different vocal coaches to learn different things. And I I learned lots of different, you know, breathing tricks, stamina building, you know, proper posture, 
um, like good warm ups and everything. So it's not it's like trails, I, man, it's all about yeah. drills. <laughs> well, I, you know what? Like all that, all that vocal training is is great and it's super important. And I, I've done vocal training myself, and and, and we. We sing our praises to uh, Melissa Cross because yes. she's fucking amazing. But like, once you get up on stage, everything goes out the window, right? <laughs> right. Like all of it. You're just hoping that you. You're just hoping you, you remember know to automatically any of it, right. especially like you. You didn't have an instrument or anything, so like, you're just holding the mic and you get up on stage and you put your fucking foot on that monitor and you crouch over. Worst position ever, right? <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna yep. fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right. Oh no, no, no! Like there was a lot that I had to figure out. I mean, in ears were a huge godsend when I started using those because it allowed me to not be too immersed. You know, like you're saying. You know, like I used to just get up there, and the only thing that mattered was that moment where I was like. I was always kind of always thinking I need to be thinking of the next day too. It's not just about today. So I had to get into like my own little universe almost like I would have to hone in and really focus and make sure that I could perform and do that at the same time. And from doing it year after year, I was able to find my spot. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely like when it started, just like you said, it was like, you know, balls to the wall every day. And then you just hope to God that when you wake up the next day that you can talk because <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause there were definitely like stints, like where it was like, Jesus Christ, like, why did I do that yesterday? Like, I know it felt really good in the moment, but I even knew that I was like fucking up. Like I was right, doing right. something like I just, it felt so good at that time, which you can relate that to tons of different things, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, then as soon as but, you um, like, how many other songs are on the list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny story about Melissa Cross. So I actually, I, I went and physically saw her on one of the early tours Nice. And, and, uh, so like me and our tour manager, we went into New York city. I think we were playing Jersey. Um, and we, so like we took the train and I'm waiting outside the room and I hear her in there with somebody else who was before me. And I was like, man, this sounds like the singer at Coldplay. <laughs> I was all like, he's, this guy's pretty good. And, uh, only like a few minutes goes by and I hear them saying, okay, great. So I'll see you at this time next week or whatever. She opens the door. It's Kevin Bacon. Oh, shit. And and I just look at him and she's like, oh, Jag, this is Kevin. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kevin. It's Hi, not like Kevin. I don't know your last name. Nice <laughs> to meet you, Kevin. And I was like, it's fucking bacon, man. Like, I was like, right. dude, tremors like you saved everybody. That's like, when you got to be like, I've made one degree. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't even need to be taught anymore. I just can I talk to you. I met Kevin Bacon. Right. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> Melissa Cross, making making the world closer. I went to Melissa yeah. Cross, and I didn't meet Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it was all timing. The That's universe, awesome. I, I guess I just needed that. I, I needed some yeah. Bacon Brothers in you, my universe. You needed it. That's amazing. So we talked about, talked about Kiss and their turmoil. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much you want to get into this, but I'm going to ask. Now that some years have passed, emotions have calmed down. You've, you know, talked about reflecting on past decisions. Uh, I want to know, do you have any, like, lingering doubts, what-ifs in your heart? Um, or, or, like, ma for making the decision or kind of having the decision made for you to, uh, to, to really not take the chance to be the red-headed kid on Barney and Friends? <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. I thought you were going somewhere else. Um, 
I'm I'm really happy it didn't happen um, <laughs> because my personality. I'm like, oh man, I look at Macaulay Culkin, like Macaulay Culkin, and I was like, man, like that probably would have been that probably would have been me. <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah. a, a, and not even at that level. So, I mean, like, I would have been, I would have been Kieran before Kieran was cool, because now Kieran has now surpassed Macaulay. Right now, now in Kieran my opinion, awesome. now since you know Succession and everything, yeah. like I'm like I'm yeah, I'm, right. I'm 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 full on Kieran. I was actually full on Kieran after seeing Igby goes down. Oh yeah, um, Ooh, yeah. yeah. So um, he just did a great hot ones too. He was pretty great on hot ones. Oh, he was really? on hot ones. He oh, just sweet. did hot ones. Yeah. No, like what I love about his thing is that I mean I'm kind of curious to see like what else he does because he is a he is one of those actors where like he's got his character and like he is his character, but it's so entertaining that I like to see it no matter how many times I see it. So I'm kind of curious yeah. to see where he goes from there. You know, it's almost like you know. You know, Robert Pattinson had to recreate himself. Heath Ledger right. was on the road to repeating him, or not not repeating, recreating himself. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see, since he's still young, I'm curious to see like where he goes because of how good he is at his character. So you're saying he needs to be in a Batman? I don't know if we need another Batman. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, well, I, Bra- I mean, Brave and the Bold is coming up. <laughs> There's an opening. Just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not sure that if he needs look to be at the a other superhero. Two, it was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I did use two two examples that. <laughs> but no, um, uh, well, no, well, well, one was Joker, so not both were Batman. Fair. So yeah, yeah, okay, you know, one was a villain, so you know, but um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's there's actually legitimately, I don't know if this is the case at your household, but for me. There is a very, very strict Barney band mm-hmm. on my house because my sister was super into it. My sister was about six years younger than me. So when Barney like really took off, uh, I was like, no, thank you. I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> and then like with all the streaming services and stuff, it, it was cool because it was like, Oh man, all this old stuff came out and and like I can show my kids Ninja Turtles and like I could show them all this other stuff and then all of a sudden Amazon puts up Barney and my son is super into dinosaurs and he's like, "What's that?" and I was like, "Nothing." <laughs> it's nothing. I do have a question not to cut you off, but you mentioned that when Barney took off cuz I feel like a lot of these shows have generational takeoffs. Like mm-hmm. Barney's one, I can't count how many versions of Power Rangers there are. Right, right. Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles. Right. Um. So, like, do you mean like takeoff, as in like early '90s takeoff, or? Yeah. No. No. Like the original. Okay. Like the OG yeah. pre, yeah. like. Yeah. Back where I should have been. Right. 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 <laughs> like pre, in another life, yellow dinosaur. Right, right. There was a, like a yellow dinosaur at some point and stuff yeah, like I, that. I, like, yeah, I think she was like, yeah, it was a girl. I don't remember her name. Well, yeah, I just equality. Watched, I just know. watched a documentary on Barney. Oh, really? Because the story behind all of that gets really dark. Oh, I would love to see Dude, that. That's where is it? It's I think it's on Amazon. I think. It's oh, really? On, it's either on Amazon or Netflix. One okay. of those two. But it's well, it's it's like Death to Smoochie. Like, oh, Death to Smoochie. Death, Death to Smoochie is like all about. The, I love yeah. that movie. The the rough and gritty world. Of... Rainbow fucking Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> what yes. was the 
I've always I've always been curious to try. What was the sauce that he put on his hot dogs? Spirulina. Um, yeah, spirulina uh, juice. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. All I know is that it looked like barbecue sauce slash tar. <laughs> right. Right. But it always made me really curious. Like, I was like, this might be great. I mean. <laughs> it couldn't I, be I bad. It, it is Edward Norton. Yeah. So so how bad could it be? Just excluding the Hulk movie. No. But, like, <laughs> how bad could it be? I don't know if that makes the sauce good or bad. No, no, you're right, because the writers. Yeah. Edward Norton did what he could. But if it's based off the writers, then the sauce would be great. Then the sauce should be great. Okay. All right. I feel like that's a question. If you guys ever get to interview Edward Norton, I want to know what the sauce actually was that he actually ate. I would love to interview Edward Norton. Yeah. If so, I will ask him that. We're not there yet. (laughs) But maybe one day. We will. We will. (laughs) <laughs> maybe maybe we'll we'll share some whiskeys with him. That'd Indeed. be great. Indeed. For sure. I can't wait to ask him if he thinks cereal's a soup. <laughs> <laughs> um you you mentioned that you are a uh, a Boston fan. Mm-hmm. Uh you 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 love to go to Boston, but like do you consider Gillette Stadium really Boston? So there's of course lots of talk of I mean, and and I think that this is why it's uh, better called the New England Patriots is because they aren't actually in Boston; they're in Foxborough. I mean, um, just just to I'm, I'm, I don't mean to interject, but like we're in New York, uh, we have the Jets and the Giants who both play in New Jersey. New, yes, exactly. So technically, yeah, so. you have the New Jersey Jets, right? And Giants. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So well, so, well, hold on. on. So so. I do so then do both actually play there or does one practice and then they both play They both play there. They both play there. They work the they work the season out to work off days. Gotcha, gotcha. So I think that a lot of what I have heard of because of course, you know, there's the rivalry of being in the, yes. the same division of everything is that I more often hear the slang of the the New Jersey Jets just right. probably mostly play it off of that the Giants have had more success, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, win, win sometimes. Well, it was it was yep. built as giant stadium. Right, hey, too. Well, so then I guess I have a question. So, so then with you guys being there, who's your team? Uh, whoever's w- winning my football card. <laughs> <laughs> if I make more money. So then, what are the chances? Straight. What are the chances of the Jets ruining this Rogers deal? Always a hundred percent. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. They ruin everything. This is true. <laughs> The the Jets are. <laughs> I apologies to my old bass player Tommy if you're listening. Right, but, I know that you're going to be very upset just, by let's that. Let's just face it: like <laughs> you're a Jets fan until they make decisions, or they actually start playing games. So it's another year of uh, Zach Wilson throwing interceptions. Pretty much, <laughs> more or less. That's what we deal with. Yeah. Well, I never, I never. He's uh, like a yay sports guy. No, I. You know what? I I like watching games, but I never got into teams because I was a bartender and I was never. I was always working, so I've I've I watch games out of my periphery, you know, because I yeah. either bartending or playing shows or something like that. And at that was, point, you're like, it's it's like okay, season ticket. Yeah, here are all the games. I was also <laughs> born in Cleveland and live in New York, so who? Like, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah. So see, so I was actually in a similar situation because I was born in Dallas, right? And so. I remember growing up, you know, hearing my That's aunt... America's team. <laughs> well, and especially, you know, me growing up, it was it was Aikman, Emmett Smith, you know, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders. So Deion it was like Sanders, you know yeah. you know, like the dream team. And then I moved to Wyoming when I was eleven, where there's no team. 
you know, everybody by default picked the Broncos, but I, mm-hmm. but I, I, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of orange or horses. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I didn't, I don't really know who my team is. And I'm not sure if you guys remember the, the, uh, the N64 game NFL blitz. Yes, I do. Oh, so good. I was obsessed with that game and it was all just based off of, I liked the logo and the colors and, uh, and this was back before Brady, you know, in my defense. Cause a lot of people are like, Oh, well you picked them because they were good. I was like, they weren't good back then. They sucked. Like they were awful. And, but I liked the logo and then I just stuck with it ever since then. And they were just, you know, the team that I gravitated towards. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that all started. Because usually I get asked, well, are you even from Boston? Are you from the Northeast? I'm like, no, it was really just kind of this natural thing when I was a kid that I just gravitated right. towards that team. Yeah, I, I was born in Cleveland and spent most of my childhood in Indiana. So we had the Colts. But um, but I was more, uh, when I when I was actually watching more games and more into it, like one of my first jobs was I worked at, uh, at Purdue university. I worked at their stadium, um, as a vendor. Oh, okay. Selling like drinks and hot dogs and stuff. Uh, so I got more into kind of college sports. So it was like, cause we, Indiana, we had IU, Notre Dame and Purdue. So it was like the trifecta of, and that's, I mean, they're they, so much. They fly IU <laughs> and Purdue flags, you know, above the American flag and shit. About oh yeah, it's it's craziness. So, uh, but then yeah, bartending and being in bands, I never saw games. So yeah, yeah, like a lot of people have always said, like, why don't you like college football? And I was like, oh, I mean, you're kind of like like a product of your surroundings. And right. I was like, I I didn't go to college, and I didn't grow up in like a college team family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's people in Texas who are just all UT or yep. all A&M. And I'm like, I don't care <laughs> because <laughs> I didn't go to either. And that's about it. Whereas like for me, I'm always just like, I want the Patriots to play the Cowboys so I can drive three hours to go see the game because I grew <laughs> right, up a right. Cowboys fan. And those games are fun for me because, you know, it's like the two worlds of mine colliding. Right. I, I, I didn't mean to grab my phone and 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 do something that was that was very rude no 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 the reason why i did that was because i did not order the food in dallas oh i think you did oh so last year we went to so what fest right (laughs) we went to so what fest and uh we 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 stayed in a hotel so so we went to so what fest it was our first festival uh covering as a podcast Mm -hmm. super awesome time um we Got, like... That stadium's huge. Uh, we went to Arlington. Uh, it was pretty badass and, and stuff. Um, right next to the new one. <laughs> right. Just next to the new one. Which was, which was uh, way better. Mm-hmm. Way better in a lot of ways. And, and like, so when we went back to the hotel, this this uh, hotel that was not approved by, by my wife. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, and, and you can attest to this. The uh, the pocket door didn't close. <laughs> yeah, the pocket door on the um, the the bathroom did not close. So no. we we had to like go, hey everybody, so it was... going to do my thing. Him, his wife, and me. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty sweet, pretty sweet in that sense. But we also did get Dallas uh, pizza, and and you talked about pizza being your thing. We're from New York. So we have some pretty um, 
bold and pretty intense thoughts about pizza mm-hmm. and stuff. Dallas pizza, even though we we bought a lot of extra like dipping sauces and yes. stuff. You know, nothing fixes. You know, if a pizza place is like, "Do you want dipping sauces?" That their pizza is probably not great. Right. It was. Yeah. It was. The worst night. <laughs> it was the worst night, and also we took shifts because it was like, "Hey, we've got this interview coming up. Uh, I'll be right back." <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so where is good in Austin? Because. Austin's like a Austin's got so of, much good food. A little bit of a stone's throw away, but so much good food. But food yeah. trucks, a lot of food. food no, like there's there's definitely lots of good food spots here. I mean, like we have like a lot of regulars. Like I mentioned ramen. Um yeah. like if you look, like if you Google top ten ramen places in the country, ramen tatsuya in Austin would show up. I would put any money on it. It is it it ruins ramen. For all other any any time that anybody comes here, like the band members, like they're all from other areas, Philly, Washington, New York, uh, you know, Florida. Um, I mean, like, we always warn them. It's like this is going to ruin ramen for you <laughs> because because there's other ramen places here that we've done, too, that are like more convenient. Right. Um, and it's just it just nothing comes close to it. It's like the broth. Everything about it is absolutely insane. Um but when it comes to pizza, um, there's a, there's a couple different places. There's one that actually just opened up recently, and they have them in New York. So you've probably heard of it. It's called Jets. Mm-hmm. I've heard of it. I'm, oh yeah, 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 yes. yeah, yes, yes. They, they yeah, just recently they opened. yeah, yeah. So then Jets does like the like Detroit style and yeah. the normal circular, mm-hmm. but their their um uh, Detroit style is phenomenal it's actually right up the road from us um there's another detroit style place called via 313 that's been really popular um i mean i'll even i mean ever since domino's changed their recipe they actually became like a it's better now it really is where it's like it's just tried and true it's 11 30 at night yep. you know they're still delivering had domino's in in a long time like like since like when i when i was doing um like band practices in garages kind of thing right whereas like it was like all right we got nothing else like let's call domino's because our buddy works there so maybe we can get it within like 20 to 30 minutes yeah right, kind of thing no like the crazy thing is that it's still as reliable but now it's not trash like right. back then like like when i went to high school like they had the deep dish slices and it was just so disgusting and then <laughs> and then they completely revamped and it's like I'm waiting for Pizza Hut to figure it out. Like it's like you right. guys are still doing the same thing, and you guys always just were kind of middling. Um, but honestly, Domino's like it, like if we're in a pinch, they're always a safe bet because it's very yeah. consistent. If it's but those late, other well, two, I think, uh, I think I think that like Pizza Hut, they do a lot of these other things now. They're like, oh well, we've got this melt where it's this like. 12 different meats in this yeah. and a bunch of cheese and you dip it in marinara sauce. It's like, dude, but your just pizza like, sucks. Yeah, like, like just like, like you guys said, if they say, that, do you want sauce though? It's like you, right. it's almost like people who say that BJ's pizza is good. It's like, no, yeah. it's really not. Oh like you just like going for the ambiance and because people say it's good. Right. But it's just, but it's just trash. Whereas, yeah, yeah. for example, um, uh, Regina pizza in mm-hmm. Boston, they don't even have ranch. The only thing that they have, oh. they have this olive oil mixture with some spices, oh. um, which really like 
like kind of like seals the whole deal. Uh, so is that is that in fancy like restaurants the, give you to put your bread in? You know, like right. yeah, yeah. Right. But I've never seen it at just a pizzeria. Yeah, where there's like it's the only sauce that was on the table. Was I was nice. like, what is the sauce that they have here? And like we tried it on it, I was like, holy crap! Like this just completely like changed. Is everything. that in like the the little Italy area yeah. of oh, okay? Yeah. It's yeah. all like cobblestone. Yeah, everybody's yelling at each other. <laughs> throwing fish and everything it, it's oh, great so good That's awesome. so good i i we, like we went to a restaurant once in that area like we we went from like Feniel hall area to that area and and yeah like great great yeah, that's area. our that's our like favorite legit. area to go to like um there's a bakery place that's really popular there i think it's like they have like pink boxes and there's always like a line around the corner for them um yeah. and uh like they do all kinds of different pastries in there. We we've only done it once because the first time we went, it was like, it was like, well, which line do we want to pick? Do we want to pick the pastry or the pizza place? And I was like, pizza place. Like we <laughs> yeah. we have to do because that's like that's why we came down here. Right. Um, but but yeah, like Boston is just it's a whole different feel. Um, like even just walking around, you know, like you don't feel like you're any in any kind of threat by any means, and it doesn't feel dirty to me. Like I almost feel like I'm on like a like a set of something. <laughs> oh, wow. I like I like the Boston area, like like I said, the Feniel Hall area and stuff yeah. like that. Like even Feniel Hall, dude, hotbed of food. Have you been there? Mm-mm. Oh, but dude, it's been something that I've it's, been on it, the list. It, dude, if you ever get a chance, just walk through. The food is awesome. Like it's it's super crowded and stuff. But there's a reason why it's super crowded. It's it's like um, uh, Reading Market in Pennsylvania, in uh, Philly, but okay. but better and cleaner, and and you have actual places to sit. <laughs> so totally totally recommended. Nice as a as a Boston fan. I will I, jot that down. Yeah, man. So we've taken up a lot of your time. Yes. You have, you have grilled steak waiting for you. I do, and and kids who probably need to go to bed pretty soon here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, see, my kids are probably in bed right now because we're we're an hour behind you. No, you're so an hour ahead of me. Hour ahead. Hour ahead. Sorry. Yes, you're yeah. right. Uh, so my kids are in bed, which means yeah. I get another glass of this. Um, but also, <laughs> dude, thank you so much for hanging out and. Talking, talking so much shit with us. The door is always <laughs> open for you. Uh, please let everybody know where they can find everything at Skylet Drive. Everything Michael Jag Jagman. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, again, uh, like the Facebook page is kind of like the hub. It's just, it's, it's the slash of Skylet Drive. We've got the official web page with merch, show tickets, VIP stuff. So anytime that... Uh, anything like that's available, it'll get posted there. That's just a skylightdriveofficial.com. Um, uh, Instagram's the same, just slash a Skylight Drive. Um, you know, lots of good things coming this year with the 15-year Wires anniversary tour, at least three to four phases. Uh, and I've seen people who are like, well, why aren't there any shows for the East Coast? That's coming. Um, Let's go! Let's you know, go! You know, yes. like, uh, the Midwest, the Northwest, like we have, we have eyes and plans on all of it. It's just a matter of rolling them out as we as we get them locked in. Um, but that's the one hundred percent plan. I'll tell you what: if you come to the East Coast, if you come to like the uh, Northeast, if you come to the New York area, if you need help on vocals, 
screaming only. Uh, I can help you out. <laughs> I, I won't help you that. out on anything else. Sorry, I'll also you're keep that. I'll also keep that. I, I, I've, I mean, over my years of asking, I've asked other members throughout all the, I, I can now say almost decades um, is that nobody's willing to help me there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Way to go. Way to be a good singer. <laughs> you, you somehow, okay. Like if you listen to Jimmy's band, Jimmy's band is craving strange. He's got probably the highest range of anybody that I know oh, thanks, personally. Man. Um, but I send him people like you or uh, a band like Picturesque and and people are like, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. He'll help you with that part. I, I, I'll just listen if you to ever you. Get, I'll like, just listen uh, to you. be nothing. awesome. Yeah. That's what I'll do. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. I'll listen to you. be awesome. And, uh, and I'll meet you up for a drink. <laughs> yeah. Hey, absolutely. I'm down. So, Go to uh, skylightdriveofficial.com. Get all the information. Go listen to Wires and the Concept of Breathing. Even though it's 15 years old, it doesn't matter. It's still just as good today as it was then. That's what timeless means. Listen to Sucker. (laughs) It's the newest Skylet Drive song that they have out there. There's new music coming out. Go see them live to get ready for new shit next year. Yes. Yes. That's right. And uh, you have a question? And I do. I do have a question. I asked you earlier. And now we've talked about a bunch of stuff. So we've had a lot of other things that we're all interested in and, and, and got to mull over. So I'm going to ask you now if, it's, if, if anything changed with your answer. Uh, what is your bacon? I feel like my bacon is still, based off of your definition of it, my, my bacon would probably still be the same. Is that I like to create things around the house and create more of an atmosphere that my family can enjoy and you know that way everybody wants to stay here and hang out versus go somewhere else <laughs> i think that's awesome but I, w- I will go even deeper for you because you've also uh you've you've recommended places to eat for us you've talked about um doing things for uh fans doing things for band members doing things for other people doing things and, you, and you've even said that um making things is is because you like uh watching your family be happy when you make it i think your bacon's making people happy man you know what i think you're right i think it might be hell yeah so everybody at home i want you to think about that i want you to get up every day and i want you to think about what is it that makes your day better what is it that makes you a little bit happier and if it's making other people happy do it all day yeah ask yourself every day the most important question jack what is the question what's your bacon yeah (laughs) he did it see all the important facts yeah including his time on barney almost his time that he was could have been on barney right right which is why i respect him so much because fuck that purple he turned it down man he turned it down he why i would because that fuck that guy oh man i would have been on barney Hell yeah. You kidding me? Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Fuck that guy. But, like, I would have been on it. I would have said yes. Man, to be a child star, I would have loved to have been a child star and then got a drug problem and then, like, oh, God. It would have been great. I'd be on Hot Ones right now, not this. Oh. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point.
Well, since you <laughs> since you gotta plug your shit, I mean, let everybody know where they can find you. I tell you what, you can find me. You know what? Don't worry about finding me. Go find something heavy because Separate Ways is out now and check it out because it's a great song. We we got a good awesome. plug in like while the Skylight Drive. I know I'm doing it again. So, no, I'm doing it again. Yeah, thanks. Don't tell me what I can plug thanks. and not plug. <laughs> tell me what I can and can't do. You're the boss of me. <laughs> you just tell me when to be here and who we're interviewing and <laughs> what I need to prep. Okay. <laughs> My bad, cat. So you're kind of the boss of me. <laughs> Shit. But yeah, separate ways. It's out now. Check it out. It's really good. Thanks. It's a cool, cool, badass song. I appreciate it. Not that. Journey. It's not a cover. It's not a cover. It's an original. Original. It's not the same one that Skylight Drive covered. Also, yeah. Definitely not. In the set, yeah. We talk about it in the episode. You can also find my band Craving Strange at cravingstrange.net. We have new music coming out all the time. We're going in the studio soon. We're going to be releasing... Some of that in the future. And we're also going <laughs> to be announcing some shows coming up. So definitely if you're in the New York uh, or Long Island area, you know, look out for that kind of stuff too. I'm Jimmy G Shoes on all the socials. You can find me there. How about you? <sighs> oh, man. I'm really tired. Uh, I don't want to promote myself anymore. All right. Me, my but... own self, Mike, on all the socials. You yeah. can find him there. You can find us at BaconIsMyPodcast.com where you can check out some of our cool merch. Let us know if you need new shit. Let us know what you like. But they are the nice non-nipple chafing Yeah. It's merches. Drax approved. Yeah. Drax approved. His, uh, check out our sponsor page for all the best prices on all of our sponsors. We just want to make sure that you get the best price. They uh, they don't really send us any money, which is great. But uh, some of them do. Some of them do, including um, Manscaped and Manscaped. It does help the show. What really helps the show, though, is if you give us a review. Give us a five-star review or like and subscribe if you're on YouTube, StrangerhoodTV.com. we got lots of good stuff on there, so just take your time. Check it out. But every time you like it, it sends it to somebody new because the algorithm's kind of a dick like that. Mm. So definitely check that out. Hashtag what's your bacon to stay in the conversation. And remember to ask yourself every single day, what is that thing, the thing. that makes your day better? Mm. That makes your life more gooder. That makes uh, every experience tastier. Mm. What's your bacon? Do I get this? You got it. Okay, world peace. World peace, baby. <laughs>